going out to Indians everywhere. It's a tribute to one of the greats, Mr. Adam Sandler. Diwali's a festival of lights. Let me tell you something. Tonight has been one crazy night. So put on your saris. It's time to celebrate Diwali. Everybody looks so jolly, but it's not Christmas, it's Diwali. The goddess of destruction, Kali, stopped by to celebrate Diwali. Don't invite any zombies to a celebration of Diwali. Along came Polly to have some fun at Diwali. If you're Indian and you love to party, have a happy, 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 happy Diwali. I had to have that in the beginning of our show because it just sets the tone so well. And at first, I, I have a memory of it being really, really good. And then when I started really <laughs> listening to it, I'm like, zombies. <laughs> like, <laughs> Zombie? Don't invite any zombies. What are you talking about? Oh, oh it's, boy. It's so bad. It's good. I, like I think it, it plays so into his like <laughs> misunderstanding of what Duali is. <laughs> <laughs> Which, But he eventually gets there. I think that that's, that's what's kind of nice about this episode. We'll just dive right in because I feel like it it takes this character of Michael Scott who is generally pretty socially or culturally insensitive mm-hmm. about things and it shows a side of him where he's trying to learn yeah he start he starts by making fun of Ryan then but you kind of get the sense that as he's learning throughout this episode he then stops like I don't I don't think he would be making fun of Indian culture much after this right i even just when the women in the office are complimenting ryan on how good he looks you know <laughs> right away michael is oh hell why didn't i get one of those you yeah, know all of a sudden it upset. stops becoming a dress right and here well here's one of the things that i love about this and i like you that you know some shows you think of of connections and then you're like no nah, i can't even give the writers credit for that like they weren't trying to do this that or the other with the office i really do believe Every time there's something like clever that could possibly be happening, I'm like, that's definitely what's going on here. And one of the things that uh, one celebrates when they celebrate Diwali, because like it most, it's it's the call the Festival of Lights because it's mostly about the victory, like it's light overcoming darkness. But within light and darkness, that's like good and evil. But more importantly, light is knowledge and darkness is ignorance. Mm. And so we see Michael overcoming his ignorance with knowledge in this episode. And that's like one of the tenets of Diwali. So I think that's very clever. And I'm I'm glad that 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 idea exists as part of this. That's nice. I like that connection a lot. I, I do. Oh, and it's Diwali today, actually, like as that's we record. Right. Happy Diwali. Yes, happy Diwali. Yes. <laughs> High five for us. Good job. Yes. Psh- I, I want to talk about how, like, right away, Michael starts off preaching because we have Angela, who is also a very insensitive, divisive person. Mm-hmm. And right away, she uh, goes for the, they eat monkey brains, right? Yes, <laughs> like, yes. She's, she's throwing out these, like, harsh stereotypes. And Michael shuts that down. Don't go. They eat monkey brains. Hey, 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 stop that. That is offensive. Indians do not eat monkey brains. And if they do... Sign me up. 
he's trying really hard. And I feel like this is a very different Michael than what we've seen in the past. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Um, I do think that Michael is growing and developing as a character. He's he's still ignorant mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't quite learn what's actually going on. And then Dwight, who actually does know more about it because it's kind of like warfare. So, of course, he's into it. Um, he doesn't listen to Dwight because he, you know, he thinks that Dwight's just being silly or whatever. So he still needs to listen and learn. But he is doing a better job of trying to trying to be a better person because he's even like and even if they did eat monkey brains, I'm sure they taste good or something along those lines. Right. Like he's he's saying things to sort of try and be more inclusive. I think he's learned from how he heard Oscar in the past and certainly other <laughs> things that he's done in the past. And I have to say, like, I greatly appreciate watching this show with so much focus and thought being put into it because some of these things are things, these threads that I would not have noticed. I sort of think of Michael as pre-Holly and post-Holly Michael mm-hmm. and sort of use that in my or up to this point in, in my mind, that has been the timeline for when Michael got a little bit more woke and got a little bit better. But the fact is that started happening a long time before uh, Holly came around. Yeah, I don't think he would have been ready for Holly if he were still the other Michael. I think she would have no, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like she probably would have been pretty turned off by the Michael of season one and two. Mm-hmm. He he just he wasn't sensitive enough. And, and it seems like he does grow into the Holly Michael. And <laughs> to contrast all this, I really do like that Kelly doesn't quite know what any of this is either like she's also like a little confused which i i love that they didn't just put that on her to be the only one that knew what right how this was culturally significant in her culture and she (laughs) she just passes it off and it's just like some people who kind of um associate themselves as being christian but that you're just like "Ah, i don't really know details that's what i was about to say that's like i'm sure so many people can identify with that where maybe it's part of their family maybe it's part of their larger culture uh some sort of beliefs or whatever and then people will look to you to oh so you know you should know all about this but for a lot of us it may have been just something that our family did and so we were a part of it and so you know, we never learned past what we learned as a kid. And so it's just like, oh, and we get presents. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for, for Christmas, for those folks who celebrate it also as the celebration of their uh, Messiah, it might not be so much about that. Or Easter is the same way. And I think that's interesting because we do see Michael uh, also at some point, I can't remember when, but he asks um, Stanley yeah. about, what is it? Um See, I don't, right. And I should not, like, I couldn't even remember the name of the dog on holiday. And one might expect that I would know because I'm African American. Well, that's, that's the whole thing about stereotyping someone, right? It's like, oh, you look like this one thing. So therefore, <laughs> your belief system and everything that you know in your life must be associated with the thing that you look like. And yep. it's like, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm glad that that's how this was written. And, and it was written too. by Mindy. Um, and so, like, I'm sure that that was a very clear message that she was trying to get across. It's like, my character is not necessarily going to know just because my family's super big into this thing. Dwight was end up being the one that knew more. Yeah, Dwight knows so much about it. And then, of course, anytime it seems Americans bring up Indian culture, 
they have to bring up the Kama Sutra. Um, and that's sort of what gets this whole meeting shut down about learning Diwali, because, of course, Angela is incredibly uncomfortable. Well, I mean, everyone should kind of be uncomfortable, right? <laughs> Talking about the Kama Sutra in the workplace during a meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I do have to say, do you know of any other television show, like any network television show that had Diwali as one of their, I don't know, episodes, you know, like we have the Christmas episode and you get the Halloween episode, like you get the, Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. You get kind of like the general base level of these are all the holidays that we have always celebrated kind of thing, like in the, just in the, in the cultural forefront of, I guess, America, when things are being produced in America, that these are the holidays that are highlighted, like the uh -huh. check the boxes. Right. And now that we are all being much more woke about different cultures and all the diversity that exists in our country, having a television show that highlights a non-Christian holiday feels awesome. Yeah, it does. And this was back in 2006. Right. This was a long time ago. And what I love is, you know, we, we have these modern uh, narratives about like the war on Christmas and, and that kind of thing. And I do like that even back in 2006, it's like, hey, let's talk about other things that are going on. And we're making a whole episode about it and actually sort of subversively almost learning about what Diwali actually is. And I'm glad that, you know, this, the show made the opportunity available for Mindy Kaling to like write this episode and have it be how it turned out and, and, you know, have the teachings take place there. I want to point out that before we get to the actual Diwali event, we see Pam being really apprehensive about going at all, because it comes out that she is um, nervous about being alone, like not having a date. And we get this nice little moment with Dwight and Angela also, because Kelly assumes that Dwight is single and Dwight trying to hide his relationship with Angela is like, oh, yeah, I'm super single. You know, he's just trying to brush it off. I don't really have anyone to go with. Well, go with Dwight. He's single too, right? Yeah, totally single, 100% available. And we see Angela peeping over the office dividers. And I love that she isn't even tall enough to like see all the way over. Like she just peeks over and you know that she's standing. It's not only like her death stare like at Dwight. And even though she doesn't want him to say anything, she's still like listening in. Like, what are they saying about me because of their relationship? But it's also this visual gag of how tall she is and how petite <laughs> <laughs> she can't even see over like, I even think about that. low office dividers. It's so good. So as you mentioned in the last episode, I really liked your observation about how uh, we kind of just get little blips, little tastes of, of Stamford. And this time we are seeing uh, a couple things happening. So one is that it seems like uh, Jim looks up to Josh in, in certain ways, certainly his like active nature. And so Jim wants to be riding uh, a bike to work now. But as he says in the episode, and now I know it makes me really sweaty for work. And it's kind of <laughs> gross. It's kind of gross. And I feel bad for Jim. And I'm like, I would never ride a bike to work if I knew it was going to do that to me. Gross. Ugh. 
<laughs> he is extra sweaty. Like he's so sweaty. They really sweat oh. him up. And I love that Josh is totally that cool guy that's in like the sleek biking outfit and not visibly sweaty. Because do you notice that? Why is it like always like sexy, attractive people whenever they're doing sports or athletics? Just look perfect. They don't look like monsters. Yeah. Like every time I work out, I, I, I look like a monster. Like, yes. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair. So beautiful Josh, you know, strides in with his cool bike and then Jim comes in with his bike basket and his sweaty work shirt and <laughs> just a mess. I like seeing Jim not be cool, you know, like I do too. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nice. Like, uh, these, these people that in the show are like made out to be sort of extra special or perfect or whatever can have flaws. <laughs> I, I love that grounding of these characters. There you go. It grounds mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I like that. So this whole episode, is, well, rather this this whole side of the episode, the stuff that's going on in Stamford, has to do with them staying late. Andy decides, or I guess like it's been a tradition that they drink on these nights, and so they have to stay. Josh gets to go home, and they're all drinking. Of all things, Andy pulls out Jägermeister <laughs> to take shots of. And I just, I'm just confused, Andy. I'm really confused. That's his hold on. Like he's holding on to the college days. Cause That's I mean, what else did what people is, take yeah. shots of? It was all Jaeger. I don't know why, but where I went to college, it was always Jaeger. And it's like, no one likes Jaeger. Jaeger and Fireball were the two, uh, when I was in college. Yeah. See, and we're, you're, we're like what, like 10 years apart? No, no, not that much. Not that I'm much. I'm 26. I'm th- almost 36. So that, yeah. Okay, oh my yeah, God. About 10 years. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. So we're ten years apart and it was still the same, right? Like yeah, yeah. why is it Jaeger? Let it I go, don't college know, kids. Let it go. Like, like that taste is not I don't get it. The Jaeger is Andy trying to be like his college self. That makes sense. He's definitely holding on to that. That's the boner champ coming out. <laughs> <laughs> he holds on to that for so like he never gives that up. So he doesn't. It's such a huge part of him and he and he can't let it go. Yep. Let it go. Let it go. So they're going to be drinking all night. Uh, Karen is pulling a total Micah move. If I don't feel like drinking or, you know, partaking in some peer pressure type situation, I will not do it. And in order to avoid like drunk people going, Oh, why aren't you drinking, Karen? She just sort of sneakily. Mm-hmm. D- dumps hers into the trash so like she's just not doing it she does it so well too because she's right by- she's sitting behind them perfectly positioned to be the one pouring out the shot right because <laughs> yeah. it's almost like jim has feels like he has eyes on him from karen behind him so he has to drink and andy's the leader of this pack so he's drinking like <laughs> and she is perfectly positioned to just be like oh yeah that burns let's dump this out to the garbage <laughs> yeah that face she makes is so good like Oh, that's bad. And she's like, oh, good for her for being smart. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of her. Yes. I want to get over to Diwali. Good idea. Let's go ahead and bounce back to talk about Diwali, which is not a costume party, just in case you were confused. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Michael, as we said, sort of didn't know for sure what Diwali was, and he thinks it's a costume party. And he tells Carol, the realtor, who he's dating now, uh, who's his wife in real life, let's not forget. Which totally has changed this right? walkthrough for me. Yes. I didn't know it before. I know it now. I 
scrutinize her acting even more and his acting around each other (laughs) and i gotta say it's flawless they do such a good job they do they work well together the sweet moments are there the disgusted moments are there like it all still works it doesn't make me feel weird having this background knowledge and i'm not picking up any any secrets that i missed before you know yeah it's not like they're whispering with their eyes or anything it it all feels very very real and very believable yeah she shows up as a cheerleader and my and michael shows up with the two-headed man the paper mache thing that he got in the magazine <laughs> yeah that's super easily removable so it's just like oh his costume is not a costume party he takes it off i'm so mad at him about that like you can't but you can't that's true if he were a gentleman he would be like i'll wear it too you know like, yeah we'll both stick it out together yeah or i would even go as far as to be like i'll be the dog on cheerleader and you can wear my suit pants and a suit like also where is this party why can't she drive home yeah that's a good point that's a re- i didn't think about that did they drive together maybe and michael but still she could take a little ride home no because she leaves she leaves before he does doesn't she could have totally not worn a cheerleader costume all night that's a wow wow that's such a good point choices this this whole misunderstanding happened because michael was basically equating diwali with oh it's hindu halloween because it happens to be right near halloween and it was nobody gave him any kind of indication it was the costume party besides his own mind yes that yeah that's that's the only place where that existed he like nothing said halloween party Mm-mm. like he i could just imagine him he's like reading the wikipedia article for diwali i don't and- even think he got that far i mean he searched <laughs> for like pictures of famous indian people on google and put them up oh and- my god <laughs> like- good point <sighs> But I do love the experience of Michael finding his way through a different culture that he has never been exposed to before. Because this, it really is all very new for him. And I think that that's a big step in understanding other people is Mm -hmm. actually being involved and experiencing their lives. (laughs) But when he eats (laughs) I love that. Too. That's one of my favorite parts, and I'm totally dropping that clip in. Oh, yuck. Oh. These s'mores are disgusting. They're not s'mores, they're samosas. That face that he makes, everything. And then Carol's like, they're not s'mores, they're samosas. <laughs> he uh. thinks they're s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> And then his his little monologue like to the camera after that. All they are is chocolate, graham cracker, and marshmallow. How difficult would that have been? <laughs> yeah, he explains the recipe for s'mores. Like, that's what it was supposed to be. Oh, and then his his dancing is kind of really sweet. He, like, gets into it, and he's dancing with everybody. And I, so I, got, I have a couple trivia things about the party okay number one when kelly's sisters are all giggling and everything they actually say in hindi kelly likes zach braff which i think oh. is really funny <laughs> i always did wonder that i don't know why i never looked it up <laughs> yeah so they actually say that it's not um it's not faked and kelly's parents are actually mindy's parents <gasps> in real life no way yeah Oh, that's awesome. So she had her parents as uh, little um, cameos in this episode, which I think is great. And the um, choreographed Bollywood dancing was actually super professional. And it was a dance troupe. And they actually struggled to do the moves like badly. Oh, like as if they were just everyday people. Yeah, to make it more realistic. (laughs) But they're actually like a super professional dance troupe. Yeah, Nakul Dev Mahajan is the Bollywood dance instructor. 
uh, who did that. Yeah. So shout out to that because I thought that that those were really That's neat. Really cool. Let's talk about Angela's experience. <laughs> Which yes. it's also funny to watch her navigate her way through this new experience for her. Yeah. So she, of course, is a vegetarian and doesn't know anything about Hindu culture or Indian culture, even like as a whole. A lot of folks within the culture are vegetarian. And so she goes up, you know, to get some food. She like gets upset, just takes some naan. And then she spends most of the episode like this so reminded me of something that my great grandma would do. She spends the rest of the episode standing outside with the shoes because she's worried that someone's going to take their shoes. She thinks someone's going to steal their shoes. So she thinks she has to be out there watching them. But that's such like the I don't understand these people that are different from me. So therefore, I'm paranoid about them. So I'm going to be out here watching our shoes. Yeah. You laugh at her because we we all know that person, right? <laughs> like you just shake your head. I, like, it's upsetting because she's that's a, that's a problem with with ignorance, which comes from fear, which then, of course, ends up leading to hate. And that leads to the dark side. And that leads to the dark side. And they don't have cookies, folks. I'm telling nope. you, they don't have cookies. You think you're eating a s'more and you're not. That's what happens. <laughs> right. But, they switch uh, it out on you. They switch it out on you at the last second. Those aren't those aren't Skittles. Those are M&Ms. Ah! I do gotta say, the thinking you're going to bite into a s'more and you have a samosa, <laughs> I, I would also like retch a little bit because it's totally opposite, even though samosas are amazing and delicious. They are. So what I'm saying here is this ignorance, the problem with it is because of that fear, you stay away. And so you never like she's she's removing herself from the from the situation so she doesn't learn mm -hmm. anything about it and therefore remains ignorant like that's yeah. the problem with it is like ignorance breeds ignorance breeds ignorance and if she would just make herself part of the party instead of thinking that someone's going to take her shoes she would see that it's just a bunch of normal people around her all having a good time so she's like keeping herself from fun and keeping herself from learning yep. and that goes against the spirit of Diwali as a whole. We have a lot of really nice little touches that happen. It's um very jumpy between different characters. We get some more Ryan at Diwali and especially the kind of interview that <laughs> Ryan's Ugh. having with uh, Kelly's parents. Well, I was a temp, but I got promoted. So um, the compensation is a lot more competitive. So you're saving money now to yes. start a family and home. Oh, um, or travel and, um, and buy an Xbox. He is saving up for an Xbox. Yeah, and to travel. <laughs> Which, I mean, really, he's young. And yeah, that's not a surprise to any of us. Yeah, it's it's not an irresponsible thing to be doing at that age. Like if he wants to travel and get an Xbox, let let the guy travel and get an Xbox, you know? Plus like, he's saving for one instead of just like <laughs> buying it on credit or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's actually a go. pretty big deal. Have a little positive spin on it there. Uh, but he's but, a turd overall, so that's that's fine. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh we see an attempt by Roy to kind of get back with Pam because <laughs> Pam ends up going and enjoying herself with some of the other party guests. She ends up dancing with a guy and Roy kind of walks in and sees that and walks out. And I love the camera angle. Again, the the sneakiness of catching these moments, the way they frame these shots. It isn't a... It, it, well, it is a look at this happening over here, but it's like, oh, we're we're shooting this through a whole bunch of heads. And it's like, oh, someone just happened to catch Roy pop his head in and then leave and grab his facial expression. 
And it's those quick seconds that make these episodes feel so much more full of information than they really are. Mm -hmm. They're quick episodes, right? And so much happens in these quick little episodes. And it's all because of these this great camera work and the really good, quick, quiet acting. Overall, like it's a, it's supposed to be a... I mean, the whole show is supposed to be funny. But this is like a funny episode about, you know, Michael being stupid about Diwali. But it ends up being so much more than that. We see Michael... He gets he gets encouraged by Kelly's parents and, you know, their relationship and the conversation that they're having. He encourages himself. He, 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 well, he, yes. he gets himself all carried away as as he tends to do. Yeah, I but like it, it does play a role because they yeah. ask him how long I think it's uh, Kelly's mom who says, how long have you been married to the cheerleader? And <laughs> yeah. like that, that's that plays a role in it. And then, you know, he thinks so highly of their relationship and and that kind of thing. And so all of this comes together to, holy moly, I need to stand up and I need to propose to Carol, who I've gone on like, what, like seven dates with or something like nine, that? It's, nine. No, okay, nine dates. It's They've their ninth date. Dates. That's a good trivia <laughs> question. How many dates before Michael proposes? So he proposes to her. I would like you to do me the honor of making me your husband. Oh, Michael. What are you saying? Can we talk about this in private? I didn't hear you. Can we talk about this in private? Oh, you gotta be kidding. And that's when you go, oh, you just know, oh, we know what she's gonna say. Oh, how embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, boy. So she's uncomfortable, which is completely and entirely fair. And she does not want to get married. <laughs> Surprise, right? Like this isn't this isn't the right time. And Michael is um, crushed, and and then is outside with Pam, uh, commiserating with her because now they're both in the broken engagement club, as he puts it. When Carol said no tonight, I think I finally realized how you must be feeling. We are both the victims of broken engagements. Yeah. You were never really engaged. I was in that marriage arena, though. And he tries to kiss her, like, randomly. Uh. I don't know. She's there. She was being sympathetic. She wasn't putting off any kind of vibes that this was a thing that he should have done. But he's just the type of person that he's reaching for any kind of affection. I think he's just, he's lonely and he's confused. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm rejecting your... Yes, I didn't. And she lets, like, she gives him a ride home, which I think is nice. I have a ride home. If you sit in the back. But she makes him sit in the back. <laughs> you just need to be quiet, and I'll take you home. And I know that you didn't mean it, and that it was an awkward moment. And he, she cares about him. And sort mm-hmm. of, I think that in in a way, she does sort of feel that we are in this together. I hate that we're in this together, but we are in this together. <laughs> That's exactly the subtext. And... <laughs> So, but we have a little kind of thing happening with Pam and her phone. And I really paid attention to it this time because right after Michael proposes, Pam sends a text. Then we get a cutscene kind of over to Drunk Jim over in Stanford and his phone vibrates. So we can make that connection based on those cuts that she texted Jim about something about Michael proposing. The way she's sitting with Michael on the steps and they're in their conversation, she says, yeah, I was expecting something to happen tonight too. Mm. 
what could she have texted Jim? It flies away, like whatever that text was, because he should have seen it in the morning, at least Mm -hmm. after he's done drunky drunk. Also, we can assume from that they are now texting each other or at least feeling comfortable to text each other because of their their phone conversation. Uh. So they have been in contact now more often than zero because you don't just you're not out at a party and then think of texting somebody that you aren't already chit chatty with in text messages right that's like kind of the etiquette so we can assume that there's more conversation going on that the cameras are not seeing now i'm so curious because they never they never Uh, bring this back right you're right oh man what could she have been i hope something was going to happen maybe that she was just going to talk to jim maybe we could think of it as that simple but yeah like oh call me i'm i really need to talk to you or something yeah either that or she just said something funny and then he didn't respond so it kind of just you know faded away but like man i i I love that little bit of of tension there because it was like oh what is she (laughs) but yeah jim didn't get it because he was too drunk (laughs) but he should have got it eventually i don't understand but i i love this final scene over in stanford because Mm -hmm. andy and his mattress First of all, it's a roomy twin, Tiff. It's a roomy twin. No way, dude. I am not driving home. I brought an inflatable bed for just such occasions. You're welcome to share it, though. It's a roomy twin. <laughs> what the heck, Andy? And then I, I don't know about you, but it's one of my favorite sight gags is watching people fall off of bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't know why it's I never really, really, really thought about my favorite sight gag, but that's that's awesome. <laughs> it's like it's like getting a football to the crotch. You know, like I find people falling off of bicycles or just like bicycles just falling over really, really funny. And I love that he gets up and what he says when he gets up and, and Karen kind of sees him. Get in the car. I'm a drunk driver. Yes, you are. Some places you will get in trouble for, you don't have to be driving a car to get in trouble for drunk driving. There are some like non, non-standard vehicles that you'll get in trouble for driving around to. Anyway, point is, she offers to give him a ride and he accepts. He like climbs into the back seat to pass out. And all I could think was, Oh man, why didn't you like take some water with you? Like, why are you not drinking water right now? You just, I wish you had <laughs> so water, like, water, water, water. Ugh. And I'm thinking about like his hangover. Ugh. I do like that this episode ends with two drives home. Good point. Yeah. Pam is driving Michael. Karen is driving Jim. Michael announces that he's not wearing the right shoes. These are not my shoes. Angela's fears of getting shoes stolen. Michael's the one that is doing the stealing, not anyone else. So she's worried about all these other people at the party. And it was Michael that ends up stealing shoes. (laughs) But yeah, overall, this is just a really fun episode. I, I love when we get out of the office. I love seeing everyone kind of attend parties and different locations together and happy Diwali. I think overall, everyone had a good time. I certainly did. Me too. <laughs> Carol didn't. Oh, yeah. Carol. Uh, yeah, she didn't have a good time. And whoever's shoes got stolen. Actually, I saw in a deleted scene, which I generally don't really care about. I don't read anything about deleted scenes because I'm kind of a purist that way. I'm like, if you 
if you as on the editing floor decided not to put that in, there was obviously a good reason. And I don't even care. I don't want to know. But I happened to notice that there was a deleted scene about Ryan saying, where are my shoes? So in our longstanding kind of connection between (laughs) Michael really idolizing Ryan and thinking he's the coolest and everything that he has is the coolest, he steals Ryan's shoes. Oh, no, I don't like that. But I think they were right. It it is left funnier just him stealing anyone's shoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want to do you want to give out the Dundee this week, which... Is a reminder from last week, we had a little mini contest. Yes, we did. We had a mini contest. Uh, so this one this week is the Trivia Night Award. And as you'll remember, <laughs> uh, last time Tiff asked some quiz questions about... Well, asked me, in fact, for as part of the initiation, <laughs> as part of my initiation, uh, three questions. Tiff, what were those three questions? The questions were, what is the name of the song that Jim gets stuck in Karen's head? The second question was, what is the capital of Pennsylvania? And the third is, what year was Dunder Mifflin founded? We had some answers. According to Tyler Hillsman, our love fool... Harrisburg and 1949. And they're correct. Those are correct. Now, Tyler. So hopefully they wouldn't cheat. Uh, Tyler said that they did watch, uh, Dunder Mifflin Infinity just the other day. So that one does mention oh, the founding. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. not against the rules. No. Uh, so at, at 1247 in the afternoon on the 8th of November, Tyler sent that tweet out. So that was literally on the day that we released the episode. Tyler beat everyone else to the punch and got that answer in. So Tyler Hillsman, you get the Trivia Night Award. Get on up here and accept your Dundee. Congratulations, Tyler. Congrats. And thank you to the rest of you who sent in replies but just not as quick as old Tyler. Do you want to take us home, Micah? Yes, I will take us home. Thank you so much for listening this week to all of you. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at tall underscore beats so that you too can, you know, partake in, in the different games that we play, like the, the competition that we just had. You can also become a member of the incomparable by doing so. You will get access to some some goodies at the end of the year. You'll also get access to a members-only bootleg feed where some of the shows on the network will actually just upload straight from Skype the episode. So you sort of get uh, an early look at things before they finally get edited and put together. If you want to also get in touch with us in a more you know personal setting where you can become a member of the conference room. Uh, we have people posting about the office all the time and things that they've observed and and uh, fun animated images and videos and all sorts of things. And I got to say, it's probably likely that if we do any kind of giveaway or stickers or anything like that, the people in the conference room, it's easy to get their addresses and it's kind of like a, a small group. So they're probably going to be the ones that get access to that stuff first. Yes. So if you are into that... We have plans for things like this. So that's gonna that's gonna be a great way to kind of get ahead of anything if you're if you're into it. Yeah, get ahead of the game. Make sure yep. that you're part before they, you know, get sold out or what have you. Definitely be sure to check that out there. And of course, uh we are always looking. Uh we have a service that lets us see reviews in the 
uh, Apple Podcasts library across the globe. So it's not just US folks, but we get to see all of the reviews. So if you have a moment and you're listening in Apple Podcasts, or if you're not listening in Apple Podcasts, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating or a review for us. And that would be awesome. You can also star in Overcast and that gets it out to more people. And uh, we appreciate it. And we will be back next week talking about branch closing. Dun, dun, dun. Scary stuff. It is. Big changes are coming over at Dunder Mifflin. So be sure to tune in next week to find out what those changes are. (laughs) 